All right. So I went through a breakup last year, and it was a really hard one. It had been a while since I'd been through one of those really just kind of painful, bad breakups. And so I find myself with all these feelings that I don't like feeling. And so I, but I'm going through it. I don't really have a choice, right? Like that happened. And so one day, uh, my friend Christina puts on Facebook, I come home from going out with friends and I see something on Facebook that says, uh, free trip to Mexico if anybody wants it. And within like 30 seconds, I'm like, are you serious? And so she had a free room that she was unable to use and just kind of put it out to the world if anybody wants it or needs it. And I needed it. So I find myself now getting ready for a trip to Puerto Vallarta in two and a half weeks. And in the world of when you're trying not to deal with feelings, like this is perfect because I'm planning Puerto Vallarta and I'm going to go paddleboarding and I'm going to do all these amazing things that are going to keep myself busy, right? And so part of getting ready for Mexico is that I start going to the gym a lot. And so a week before my trip, I break my foot at the gym. And so I find myself going to urgent care And a couple days later, I find myself at the orthopedic doctor who confirmed it's a break. And the first thing out of my mouth is Mexico, and they don't even know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And so both doctors kind of look at me and say, like, I don't think you're going to go to Mexico. And I'm not going to tell them what just happened, (laughs) but that I'm going and I need you to help facilitate this trip for me because I'm going to go regardless. And so I remember the doctors were like, okay... And they were very focused on, I was put in a walking boot, um, so I didn't need surgery. The break wasn't that bad. And they were really focused on not getting sand in your boot. Like, that was the reason that would keep me from Mexico. You can't get sand in your boot. And I'm like, I'll be fine. And so literally one week later from the break, me and crutches showed up in Puerto Vallarta um, and against doctor's orders. And when I got off the plane, I realized that the doctor maybe knew what they were talking about because my foot really hurt. (laughs) And I also was like on heavy-duty aspirin because they didn't want me to get a blood clot on the plane. And so I wasn't able to elevate my foot and the pressure, and I show up, what was supposed to be like my big solo trip because I went by myself to Mexico. Um, And I show up, and I had been like looking forward to this trip, and I poured like all my energy into this trip. And I land, and I'm in this beautiful paradise, but like I'm in pain, Like, my foot hurts, my heart hurts, and even though the doctor and friends were like, you're not still going to go, are you? And all these people were telling me this was a bad idea, and I go anyway, and I show up, and I have that moment of, this was a really bad idea, (laughs) because I'm by myself, I'm still on crutches, I got the walking boot that goes, like, right to the knee, and so I land, and I get, this was in November, and so I get whisked away to this amazing resort that I was staying at for a few days, And instead of, like, being so excited about this trip like I had been, like, I'm feeling sad. And I'm like, this sucks. (laughs) And I'm just seeing all these people, and they're happy, and I'm not. And um, it was a happy hour all day because it was a day of the week. And so I had, like, an even number (laughs) of margaritas. And I don't even know how many I had, but it was an even number because it was two for one. And I find myself, (laughs) like, I'm having sad margaritas on the beach and I'm feeling sorry for myself and why didn't that work out and my foot's broken and this sucks and I eventually got myself together and hobble up to my room and I wake up the next day and I have one of those moments of just kind of like just clarity of 
okay, I'm in Mexico and I didn't buy travel insurance. And so I'm stuck here for a few days. And so how is this going to go? Like, is this the trip that I'm seriously going to feel sorry for myself, even though I'm this in this beautiful place? Like, how lucky am I that I got to go to Mexico in a two and a half weeks notice? Um, like, is this how this trip is going to go? Because it's going. Um, or am I going to try to make the best of it? And so I literally just had this moment where I was like, it's time to make a choice. And so I'm like, no more sad margaritas. We're going happy margaritas. <laughs> and so for the next few days... I found myself really trying to just kind of like unfuck myself. Like that breakup kind of did a number on me. And so every day I'm hobbling to the beach in my boot and I got to know all the staff that worked there and they were so good to me. And like every time they would bring me a fresh drink, they'd bring me a bag of ice and everybody took care of me. And so it just was like an every day, like every day just got a little bit better, a little bit better. And the other thing that happened is that typically I like to keep myself busy so all these like running and hikes and paddleboarding I was going to do, like I couldn't do. I had to really just sit there and just kind of sit with everything. And so one of the other things that I found myself doing because I was limited in mobility was I started attending a bunch of timeshare presentations. And so I had nothing else to do. So I'm having breakfast and lunch. <laughs> and I never done a timeshare presentation before. And so I saved the best for last. And so Wednesday was my last night, and I was going to take a romantic trip for one, this sunset sailboat around the bay. And so I hobble over to the marina in my boot, and I get on this boat, uh, which was, again, part of the timeshare, and I got just, you know, it was free drinks and free appetizers, and I met this couple on the boat, Sergio and Rob, who were from D.C. And so we, of course, just become, like, instant best friends, and I spend the next three hours with them kind of going through the bay and watching the sunset. And I, again, am like, wow, like what an incredible best night for this trip. Like this can't get any better. And I'm feeling so, so lucky. We get back to the marina and Serger and Rob are like, well, hey, come with us. Have a drink with us. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. But I have a flight the next day and I still need to pack. So I'm like, I can't be gone too late, but I can go for one drink. And so I find myself taking a 20-minute cab ride to their part of town. And so they were just good to me. It's just the way everybody I met was just good to me. Um, and so they were like, no, we're taking care of you tonight. And so we're listening to some Mexican police cover band. And then next thing you know, we beeline straight for Gay Vigarda. And I find myself at Mr. Flamingo's. And I'm clubbing. And I'm now <laughs> I'm going dancing with my broken foot. Uh, and the last time I went like clubbing, I was probably like in my 20s. And now here I am in my early 40s with a room full of gorgeous gay men from all over the world with their shirts off. And it's me and one other girl, so we're doing okay. And like George Michael Freedom is playing like on the screen. And I'm like just like just and my foot. And so I'm kind of hobbling every time. And, and it just was like, and I thought like the sunset sailboat was like the best way to finish. And I'm like, no, 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 this is like, oh my God, like this is the best trip ever. I can't believe this happened. How lucky am I? And then uh, the difference about clubbing when you're 42 versus 22 is that for me, clubbing ends at midnight. So I'm like, oh, I got to go. I'm like, I still need to pack. I got to flight the next day and I don't want to be a train wreck on the plane. So I say goodbye to my new friends and I thank them so much for an incredible last night. 
And apparently the other thing that happens when I'm in Mexico, which to me, Mexico has always been a happy place. Like I have vacationed there several times, is that I also start smoking when I go to Mexico. <laughs> and so Sergio smoked. So that happened very quickly and without, with, very easily happened. And so I find myself hobbling out of Mr. Flamingo's uh, and I'm ready to take a cab back to my hotel, which was 20 minutes north. And so, you know, you have all these cabs lined up. And so I kind of pop out of the Mr. Flamingo's. And, you know, everyone's offering a cab. And then I say to one of the cab drivers, because I speak, I speak Spanish, you know, I need a minute because I'm finishing a smoke. And he's like, no, 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 just get in the front seat. I'm like, what? Like, I love Mexico. Like, this is why I love Mexico. And so I'm like, okay. And so he's like, yeah, just don't sit in the back and roll the window down. So I get in the front seat, and then he and I start driving, and we have a lovely about 20-minute conversation back to where the part of town that I was staying at. And we talked about me and why I was there and what I had been doing. We talked about him. His name was Luis and his family. And so what, living in Mexico and driving a cab, what that's like. And so we get back to my hotel, and I am just ready to kind of, uh, you know, like this has been such a great night. And then Luis says to me, like, well, what are you doing now? And then I'm like, well... And he goes, well, I was, and I'm like, he's like, are you still going out? And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm done. Like, it's 1225 now. Like, I am done. And then he says, like, oh, I was going to ask if you wanted to have a drink with me. And I'm like, aren't you working? And then, but apparently when you're a cab driver, you make your own hours. And he goes, like, well, no. Uh, and I go, well, where could we even get a drink? Because the place I was staying at wasn't, like, the busy downtown part. And he goes, yeah, all, everything closes down super early here. So I thought that we could just go grab some beers and just go to the beach and just have a drink there. And I pause and like mother of two, law enforcement, like 42 year old, like all these parts of me come out and I'm like, well, this is not a good idea. (laughs) And then Mexico Denise came out and I'm like, yeah, let's go. And so I never even get out of the cab, and next thing you know, we drive to a gas station, and Luis comes out with two tall boys and a pack of cigarettes, and we start driving again. And then we moved away from the busy highway that I had become very familiar with over the last few days, and now we're in some dark street with, like, no signs, and I can't see anything, and then I have this moment of, like, holy shit, I could die. Like, I... (laughs) I'm questioning some decisions, and I'm like, you know, and I'm kind of like just in my head, like all these rapid thoughts, like do I start taking pictures with my phone of him, like what if they find me, am I going to wake up in a bathtub the next morning, like are they going to take an organ that I can live without, like I'm, and so I'm like, and then I'm like, I don't even know what organ that would be, like is it my appendix, like do they want appendixes in Mexico, and so I'm just kind of going through and just like, well, what can I do now? Because my foot's broken in a walking cast. And so I feel like I'm fairly limited in my options other than, well, I guess I'm going to see how this is going to go. And I was relieved when we pulled off into um, a road that was next to the beach and little Luis comes around. And I say little Luis because he was 25. So little Luis comes around (laughs) and grabs my hand and I hobble through, and then we get on the sand, and I'm like, my boot, you know? Because <laughs> like the doctor said, don't get sand in your boot. And so we sit down, and the one thing I wasn't expecting is that I had seen the most beautiful sunset over the ocean, and I actually got to see the moon set over the ocean. It was just like blood orange, like beautiful moon, because I, I don't stay up that late, and so I didn't realize like that happens when you stay up until 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> So the moon sets, and Luis and I, now this is kind of feeling like a date, 
And so I don't know how to transition other than we had sex on the beach, right? And so I don't... (laughs) There's no transition for this except... Let me remind you that I'm in a walking boot that comes up to here. I'm wearing a romper, so I'm wearing this, like, one-piece, like, strapless getup. Uh, it certainly was not my most, like, you know, uh, glamorous moment in, in, in the world, but, you know, you can get it done. And it was also, like, not, like, from here to eternity because there was sand, so much sand. And so... That happened, and I don't even know, like, who's... Because there's a big high-rise behind us. I don't even know, like, you know, who was watching. I hope nobody. Uh, And then afterwards, and Luis is very sweet, and Luis really wants to take me to go eat tacos. And now, I'm a street food kind of gal. But for some reason, of all parts of the evening, this is where I'm like, oh, that's not a good idea, because what if I get sick? Like, this is where I'm not going to roll the dice, right? Like... I'll get in a cab with a stranger, but I'm not going to go eat street taco eight hours before my flight because I'm rolling, I'm pushing my luck. I'm pushing my luck. So I declined the offer, and then Luis is still very sweet, and he's kind of sad that I'm not taking him up on his offer because he, he wants to keep hanging out. And he's asking me about, like, well, what time is your flight? Like, can I pick you up? And then it occurs to me, like, has the meter been running the whole time? Like... I am really happy to say, you guys, that it was not running and I did not pay for that cab trip. Because <laughs> so, I'm like, is he asking me because he wants like a job or is he my Mexican boyfriend now? Like, I can't tell why he's asking me. So I, again, I decline. I'm just like, I, again, I feel like, like, you know, when you just like peak and I'm like, this cannot get any better. I need to, and I tell him, I got a flight the next morning. I still have to pack. Like, I I can't be a train wreck. I got to go. And so I have Louise drop me back off at the hotel. And so, like I said, I had gotten to know everybody that worked at the hotel over the last couple of days that I was there. And so um, the doormen were a little bit surprised when I roll up or roll out out of a cab and I get out of the front seat with a smoke like eight hours later from when they first saw me leave to go sunset sailing. And so... I have, like, sand in my hair. It just... And it was one of those moments where it kind of felt like this is where a walk of shame would occur. But there was no shame. I... I roll out of the cab with a smoking hand. I got, like, just sand just, like, coming out of me, like, everywhere. And I'm just like, Buenas noches, Jose, you know? And I'm like... And here I am, like, dragging my foot because it really hurts at this point. And so one of the things, and I did get to bed, and I did pack, and I did make it to the plane, and I wasn't a total train wreck. And so one of the things that I think about that trip, though, was, like, night one compared to, like, four days later. (laughs) Like, what, what can possibly happen? And I certainly don't mean to, like, minimize, like, oh, if you're sad, just be happy, you know, because that's really, that's a, not an easy thing to do. But I found myself in a moment where I felt like I really had to make a choice about how this experience was going to go for me. And so even though it's not easy to just like turn it off with, oh, don't be sad, be happy. But I got to tell you, when you're like in Mexico with like double amount of margaritas, it's a lot easy to get there. So... (laughs) 